Hello, and welcome to this week's podcast episode. My name is Brittany, and this is a place where I talk about health and wellness and nutrition and all sorts of things like that. I am currently in Costa Rica and, well, recording this before I leave. So leaving soon for Costa Rica, but I am currently in Costa Rica at the same time. (laughs) You can follow me if you're curious to see my journey while I'm there, mostly on my Instagram page. I am actually staying in one of the blue zones of the world, so the Nicoya Peninsula. This is a place basically blue zones, I think most people know, but have the oldest population, the most amount of people who live to over a hundred. So centenarians, and there's like a lot of research on them and a lot of information coming out on what that might be, whether it's diet, lifestyle, just different healthy choices, the community, that type of thing. So I it's really cool just to be in this type of environment and space. This week on the podcast episode, on the podcast, we get into functional nutrition and chronic illness and mystery illness. So as I talk about a bit on this show, I personally don't have a lot of experience with this type of chronic illness situation, but it's really interesting to talk to people who do and talk to people who've been through so much health-wise and really come out the other end and now help other people become healthier. So that's what we talk about with Allison today. We just dive into chronic pain and when you have symptoms and you you see so many different types of doctors and you don't know what's wrong and you're kind of lost for answers. And she really talks about her journey and the struggles that she went through personally that got her to where she is today. And the struggles she she saw in her family and really just everything that she went through. So it's quite an inspiring story. And I think a lot of people are going to resonate with it because a lot of people really do struggle with things that they don't have the answers for, whether it's a skin issue or a gut issue or chronic pain or sleep or mood or mental health, anything like that. So enjoy this episode. Before I get started, I want to give a quick shout out to the sponsor for this week which is by Optimizers. I have taken their magnesium, digestive enzymes, and their probiotics with me to Costa Rica. So I'm here for three weeks and it's really you know, important to bring certain supplements to kind of just support your health while you're away. And these are very much staples. So obviously magnesium is really great for stress management, sleep, also regular bowel movements. Digestive enzymes help when you are eating food that you typically might not eat, especially things like lactose and gluten and things that can cause inflammation in the body. And then probiotics obviously just help keep the body and the immune system strong, fighting against bad microbes. So I love Bioptimizer's products. I use them all of the time. They are linked in the show notes of this episode and on my website. And obviously, I have a discount code for you, which is BiohackingBrittany in all capitals. And you can use that to get a discount. So enjoy this episode. And again, follow me on Instagram at biohackingbrittany if you want to see my travels and follow my journey. Catch you next week. Welcome to another episode of Biohacking with Brittany. I am so thankful that you are listening. 
This is a place where I talk about health and wellness, and I don't even know what I don't talk about. Really, it's somehow related to being healthy. And today is very much along those lines. So I'm diving into chronic illness today and even mystery illness. And these are actually topics I I don't really talk a lot about because this is not my expertise. So I am bringing on an expert nonetheless to talk about these things. So today, Allison Salmon is on the show. She is a functional nutritionist and a lifestyle practitioner. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Brittany. Good to be yeah, here. Yeah, I'm so excited to just like hear everything. So first and foremost, like the most important question, maybe not the most important, but one of the ones that I always ask and want to know is how did you get started? Like, how did you go from... I don't even know, like whatever you were doing before this to, you know, chronic illness and like helping people with that, because I feel like that's such a specific thing to focus on. So I think you have had, you must have had a very like significant journey with it yourself, I'm assuming. Yes. (laughs) Yes, indeed. So I struggled with unexplained chronic pain for over 10 years and So it was in my knees, lower back, and butt. And so sitting, yes, sitting was a problem. And walking was a problem because my knees hurt. And I was in New York City at the time, and everything is up and down stairs. And that was just brutal for me. And I thought of myself as a healthy, active person the, you know, the kind of person who passes you on the escalator and was like, excuse me, and walks up. <laughs> yeah. That was me. And well, it is me again, I should say. But at the time, I couldn't do it anymore. And I just felt like, wow, I was in my mid-20s and I am being passed on the stairs by little old ladies. And I was like, this is just brutal. I was in so much pain and so miserable that colleagues used to have to carry me up the stairs. So my former career, which is kind of the antithesis of what I do now. I worked in television production. Wow. Wow. (laughs) And so I was running around a studio all day and the production offices at this one particular show was upstairs. And sometimes I'd have to be carried because I couldn't walk up these really steep stairs. And I saw every single doctor that anybody referred me to. I tried every lotion and potion But anybody said, oh, you got to try this. You got to read this book. You got to do this. And I did it all. And none of it really worked. So I finally got to this place where I don't know if it was divine intervention or what, but it was just like, well, actually it was when an orthopedic surgeon told me that you can have surgery or, and I was like, or he's like, try to strengthen the muscles around your knees. This was just pertaining to my knee. And that led me, so that led me to all of the other people. But then when they wanted to do, so this is a top, top orthopedic surgeon in New York City, all of the professional athletes went to this guy and he said, we want to do exploratory surgery because your pain is not consistent with your scans. And I was like, exploratory surgery? That doesn't make any sense in my brain. What are you looking for? And I, and that's where I think the divine intervention, like I was so sick and tired of feeling sick and tired at such a young age. And I was like, there has to be something else. And I, I think it was at that point that I stopped looking for a diagnosis because I didn't have one. 
I just had a lot of pain and a lot of medication and a lot of therapies that I was doing week after week after week. And it was just a miserable existence that I finally was referred to a guy who introduced me to this crazy newfangled concept that you may have heard of and your listeners may have heard of, and that is nutrition. (laughs) Wow. Nobody ever talked to me about that before. In 10 years, nobody ever said any, like asked me about what I was eating, what I wasn't eating. And that sort of started the journey of, oh, you got to be kidding me that what I'm eating could be, I'm a healthy, active person. What are you talking about? And it was the first inkling that what I put in my body was affecting the levels of inflammation I had in my body. And I limped into this guy's office. And he said, hi, Allison, my name is Andy. I hope to never see you again. And that's sort of what I've taken into my practice is that, you know, I don't want to have somebody come in week after week after week after week for years. I want to help people to help their bodies to heal because I believe that we can when you give it the right tools and then fly. Yeah, I love that. I yeah, I mean, it's that's just so cool. And I, I'm glad that you eventually found something that worked. So like, was there a diagnosis of what you were dealing with though? Was there, can you put a name on it or it was no. it just symptoms? Okay. Just a bunch of symptoms. And then I feared. So a little bit of, at the same time that I started seeing an acupuncturist for, I saw a neurologist for pain and I saw, I started having acupuncture. And around that, it was at that same time, my father died suddenly of heart disease that we never knew he had. And he was only 50. And if you looked at him, he looked perfect. He looked, he was muscular and fit and active and happy, not a smoker, not a drinker, not the best eater. But in those days, we were thinking, well, if you're not fat, therefore you're healthy. And he wasn't fat but his heart was very unhealthy. And his diet, in retrospect, was standard American diet, not very healthy, as was mine. And I was not very healthy, but I thought I was, right? And so I started, you know, by the time I was 25, I thought, I'm going to die soon. Like my half of my life is over. And what if I have what my dad, like I have early warning signs of what we missed in my dad. And so that brought on, you know, I was already depressed and just, he, it, it, it wrecked me to lose my dad because he was my person. And then thinking, you know, the anxiety of, I don't know what's wrong with me. And they start talking about things like, could it be lupus? Could it be? Because I also, I did have some Raynaud's, but what's funny is I work a lot in the autoimmune community and Raynaud's is really common. I was able to recover from that. I had all of the same symptoms as my clients have, yet I never got an official diagnosis and I don't have that issue anymore at all. I mean, it's been, I don't know, 15 years and that was an issue for me for, I don't know, 10. (laughs) So I, yeah, when you see things happen in your family that were unexpected and you don't know what is wrong with you and you weren't, you don't know what was wrong with them. It kind of, you kind of spiral in this doom loop 
of this is what's going to happen to me. This is my fate, right? We think about our genetics and we're doomed. Oh, my, this so-and-so had diabetes, so therefore I will. This one had cancer, therefore I will. And I was in this place of, I'm probably going to have this horrible thing happen to me and I'm really young and it's going to happen to me sooner than it happened for my dad. And then also at the same time, this, no, I don't want this to happen. I want to know what's wrong. My dad wouldn't, because if he were alive, he would be healthy. Well, he was, he used to drive me to my neurologist appointments and he would want me to figure this out and be healthy and happy. And so it was this, you know, constant battle of wills in my head of like, I just want to give up. I'm so sad and inflamed and in pain. And also, no, I have to figure out what's wrong because that's what my dad would do. If he knew for a second that there was something he could do differently so that he didn't die at 50, he would have. He just didn't know he was doing anything wrong. Yeah, I think that's really powerful. I think we all have a why as to why we're healthy or trying to be healthy. And and I can very much relate to what you talked about. And I think the stronger your why, the easier it is to show up day in and day out and make healthy decisions. And that's why a lot, like from what I've seen, losing weight is like, okay, this is not a strong enough why. But losing weight because you know what, you know, you saw what happened to your parents and it led to X, Y, and Z. And there's like this much bigger emotional reason and like deep psychological reason that is like very, very motivating. And you can't really give that to people either. Do you know what I mean? Like it has to kind of come from inside. So I completely understand how you, you, saw that in your dad. And then you thought, oh my gosh, is this happening to me? How do I figure this out? And also like, it's important to also note that like at the time that you were doing this, this is like pre-social media. So there's no like Instagram post that's like, hey, top foods that cause inflammation in the body that could lead to body pain, right? Like the access to information was not what it is today. So that's hindering. That was definitely hindering. And that's how it was for me as well while I was going through my own health journey. But I'm none regardless, I'm glad that you have come full circle and you've really been able to heal yourself and now you help heal other people. So when you found out like, okay, food is a massive player in this, that is like such a big revelation, but also were you like overwhelmed? Cause you're like, okay, what do I even do? Like, did you just start taking out foods? Like, how did you, like, what was your next step? I guess. It was sort of a game because I, so what's so funny is I was having for breakfast every day, some kind of quote unquote healthy cereal, (laughs) a glass of orange juice and my vitamins, because that is the healthy way to start your day. And I hated orange juice. I hated it. I just only drank it because that's what we were taught to do. And my mom, that was how to get your vitamin C. And the health coach of sorts who helped me get on my way, and he's like, well, why are you drinking orange juice, especially if you don't like it? And I was like, well, for the vitamin C. He's like, why don't you eat strawberries? Why don't you (laughs) eat an orange? I have broccoli. Like, they're always like, what do you mean? Like, it just was, you need vitamin C, you drink orange juice. That was the equation. And so when I had permission to take that out, my knee didn't hurt. And I was like, hold up. So I've been drinking this thing that I hate. 
every single day trying to be healthy. And that started, I mean, it didn't cure everything. It wasn't orange juice was the only thing, but it opened the door to what else does my body like and not like? And so I started just experimenting with that. And then it becomes an addiction, but a healthy addiction. I want to say, I just became obsessed with like, well, what else can I try? And then, so I was working in television at the time and I moved out to California as I was on this healing journey. And so everybody in New York knew me as the girl who was sick and seeing all of the doctors and needed to be carried and was having so much trouble. I moved to California. I was a girl with so much energy. Like the head writer of the show I was working on said, you walk too fast. You talk too fast. You do everything too fast. This is LA. Slow down. And I was like, that's funny because I felt like, I mean, New York is very fast paced, but I thought I was really slow because my body wouldn't move the way normally I'm, I am a high energy person and I got that back. And so that's how people knew me. And they're like, what is she on? She's not smoking. She's not drinking soda. She's not drinking coffee. What is she on? I'm like, I don't know, food. Like, just, <laughs> no. I wasn't eating the way everybody else was. And it, it just became my new thing. And then I sort of was like, huh, maybe I'm, because I, I became like an unofficial health coach to actors and the crew members on my show. And I was like, maybe I'm supposed to do something else. Because I was trying to figure out like, why did this happen to my dad? Why did this happen to me? And I feel so much better. Like I felt like I was getting younger as I got older. And I went back to school. And so then I became a guinea pig and sort of like you do with the biohacking, like you constantly are trying things and testing them out and seeing what happens. Like people say, do this. Does it really work? I don't know. Does it work for me? Because you know, certain things work for some people and not for others. And, and so that's what I started doing, testing all of these dietary theories and testing all of you know my symptoms and my health history and realizing, oh, wow, I had hormone imbalance this entire time. I had no idea because I just thought, well, when you don't get your period, you go on the pill and that's okay. And I liked knowing when I was getting my period and I didn't realize, oh, I wasn't actually getting my period. And so I learned so much about myself. I kind of looked at it that way is I am a student of my own body and what are all the things I can do to fix the things that people told me couldn't be fixed. I needed surgery or if I went off the pill, my body's going to do what my body has always done, which is just not get my period. And so it would be, you know, 45 days. And when I went, when I started building the new foundation of health and changing my diet, and then I went off the pill and I got my period 28 days later. And I was like, what in the world is happening? And so at that point I was 35 and I'm like, this is amazing. This is amazing. I'm older than I've ever been. And now my body is doing what it was supposed to do all along. I had no idea that I was doing anything wrong because I was trained, we in society are trained that you need a pill or you need surgery, like you, that you need the medicine to fix it. I had no idea that diet and lifestyle could be so life-changing, transformative. Yeah, it's pretty profound once you start feeling and seeing the difference. 
I think the hard part is, well, there's multiple hard parts, but I think one of the biggest hard parts is like, if you start day one and you're like, okay, I'm going to start making these healthier decisions today. Yeah, you might feel a little better, but it's really the compound effect of like day in and day out, choosing healthier foods, choosing to forego alcohol or what, like whatever it is. That's when you see the big, big benefits is like after a month, after three months, after years. And it's really, really difficult for a lot of people to kind of stick to that because it requires a lot of motivation, a lot of accessibility is obviously an issue, affordability is an issue as well. So for you, when you kind of like were going through this health journey and you started getting better, like, did you just become obsessed and then that was it? And here you are today and you're still obsessed (laughs) and you know what I mean? Like, did you kind of fall off the bandwagon at one point? Sure. Yes. Oh my gosh. So it wasn't, it wasn't like I stopped drinking orange juice and I'm cured. And then I stopped putting anything with sugar in my body and I'm done. (laughs) Yeah, no, it wasn't like that. It's definitely a long process. It's experimenting. You want to know what you can do, what you can get away with kind of, but at the same time, your body start, like your wants start to change. Your taste buds start to change. You stop craving certain things, but it definitely was gradual. I didn't, and that's how I I recommend it for people because otherwise it is overwhelming. I would never say, throw this all out. You're done. Like I just, there's a woman I've been working with and the first day that we spoke, she said she was in tears and she was addicted to sugar, which I completely relate to because I was a candyholic. I mean, I still call myself a recovered junkie. And she was afraid that I was going to take her candy away. And I was like, yeah. And this is a grown woman, a mother. She's in her 50s. And she was like in tears because she was so reliant upon it for comfort, for energy. And I was like, I get it. I completely get it. And I would never touch your candy. I'm not telling you, you can't have any. But what I am going to tell you is all of the things that we can add in. We'll just do it step by step. We'll start with one thing or two things that we can add in. And also some mindset work about why you're so dependent on candy. I knew what my reason was besides that it, it was yummy and quote, unquote, fat free. So therefore it's okay. But it, I was lonely. I mean, I always loved sugar, but also my dad died. My boyfriend of four years dumped me shortly after that because I was too sad of all things. And so, and I worked long hours. I love, I was in my dream career. I mean, that's all I wanted to do was work in television and I was doing it and it was awesome. And also I was giving my life to it. And so, you know, you're in your twenties and everybody's going to happy hour and I'm at, still at work. And so my work, my colleagues became my friends and that's fine and good, but I was missing out on some social life. And so the candy gave me energy because I wasn't drinking soda or coffee and I didn't smoke cigarettes. So again, right, I'm thinking of myself as a healthy person. I don't smoke. I don't drink soda. I drink fat, I eat fat-free candy, like big deal. It is a big deal. And so it's not taking away the things that give you comfort. It's changing the information that you're giving your body. And so then you, I told her it's going to work like magic. And it did. Like, she just didn't want it. And I said, did you throw it away? She's like, I thought I was going to have to have my family lock it up. But by the end of the week, I wasn't looking for it. And I'm like, there you go. There you go. And so it is a process. And for some people, it's harder than others. 
And I, I just like the approach of adding in rather than taking away. And of course, you asked if, you know, if I did ever fall off the wagon. There was a time, I called it the, the great jelly bean incident of 2009. When <laughs> I was, you know, jelly beans, I'm like, it's candy. It's the gummies. That's kind of my jam. And it was, you know, the jelly beans are, it was spring season and all the jelly beans were out in the stores. And I was like, I haven't had any of this in so long. Like, what's the big deal? I'm going to have a little bit, you know, I'm so good. My body feels so good. Well, old habits die hard. And I ate the bag of jelly beans in a very short amount of time. And I paid for it. I mean, I, my body was just expelling it. And so I needed that to remind myself that it may taste good, but my, it does not feel good in my body. And where I never had bathroom incidents prior to that, it was enough to be like, yeah, no, this isn't for me anymore. Cause I was, all the work I did was making my gut work better. I wasn't desensitized to food. And now it was like, what the heck are you putting in us? Get out, get out, get out. We were clean. And so stuff like that will happen from time to time where not where I'll eat a whole bag of jelly beans, but you know, I'll have something like, oh, I haven't had this in a really long time. Let's just see. And it's like, yep, that was enough. Like a bite or two, that was enough. That's really rich. I don't feel the need to have any more. Or, oh yeah, I had that and I was a little bit bloated. I'm not going to do that again. So I love people falling off the wagon because it's it's the it's way better for them to experience what that feels like in their body and decide, yeah, I don't want to feel like that again. Or, no, nah, that was fine. I don't care. I'll suffer, you know, like having a hangover. I'll do it again. It's just something we deal with rather than me say, Mm-mm-mm, don't have that. That's not good for you. That's not going to work. Are you tired of tossing and turning all night? never getting a good night's rest? Well, you are not alone. Over 70 million Americans suffer from insomnia. That's why my friends from Bioptimizers have some great news for you. They have created Sleep Breakthrough, the ultimate solution to consistently getting your best night's sleep. Sleep Breakthrough is the first fully optimized, delicious sleep drink designed to help you fall asleep in minutes experience deep, high-quality sleep, and wake up feeling refreshed and energized every morning. If you happen to wake up in the middle of the night, Sleep Breakthrough will help you fall back to sleep in no time. This means you can say goodbye to lying awake in bed, stressing about when you'll finally drift off, and no more groggy mornings or feeling like you didn't get enough sleep. You can visit sleepbreakthrough.com slash biohackingbrittany to learn more and order now. In addition to the discount you get by using my discount code BiohackingBrittany, for select orders, you'll receive a pair of blue light blocking glasses and other special gifts. So go right now. This is the drink that I use every single night to help me sleep and be refreshed for the next day. And you can try it too. This is a limited time offer. So don't wait and go to sleepbreakthrough.com slash BiohackingBrittany. I will also put this in the show notes and on my website. So it's really easy for you to find. Yeah, I hear you. I think it's different for everybody as well in terms of what amount they can tolerate. Like, so personally for me, I'm very like cold turkey and I do much better if I'm like, okay, the next three months I'm going to be sober. And I literally won't touch alcohol for three months because I said that to myself. And like, I have a lot of 
internal discipline. And other people, it's like my partner, my fiance, for example, he does better with like maybe a drink once or twice a month, right? So it's like less like zero to a hundred. It's more just like every now and then a little bit's okay, like 80% type of rule. But that's fine for him because otherwise, if he goes cold turkey and try or tries to be like, just for this example, alcohol free, he might just crack one day and then binge and have five beers in a row because he hasn't had any for two months and he can't like, he had a bad day at work and then it's just game over. So I think it is different for different people. And the only way you really know what works for you is through experimenting for sure. Like you really have to try and see what works for you. And also like what works for you right now, like you might be able to, like, I might be able to be cold Turkey right now, but in three years, my life may be completely different. And that type of lifestyle might not work for me. And I have to figure something else out because, you know, we're always evolving and changing. So I think, I think what you said is really important that it's okay to fall off the bandwagon. It's just about getting back on and ideally more healthy days than non-healthy days. I think really that's what adds up in the long term. Yeah. It's not about perfection at all, but it is about the progress and getting to know yourself, getting to know your body. What does it like? What does it not like? And really tracking that. What do you think? So I know like you're a functional nutritionist and functional medicine in general is very interesting to me right now. Functional medicine for those listening is a lot about like finding the root cause and working kind of from the ground up. So when you're working with your clients and you're working in a lot of like chronic illness and mystery illness, what do you see as like the common root cause? Like, yeah, it could be inflammation, but even beyond that, like what could it be that's really causing that? Or do you link it to it's the food that we're eating, it's the lifestyle, and that's the root cause? Like, I'm just so curious on your take on all of that. Well, it's really three things. So it's your gut health, it's your inflammation, and it's your environment. And so all of those things come together and it's what we call in, in functional nutrition, three roots and many branches. So your roots are all there and all of the symptoms, those are just branches. And so we, when I talk about building the foundation, it's like tending to your garden. You're, you're caring for that soil shifting the terrain of that soil so that the roots that are growing are healthy. And so the branches are healthy instead of migraines, brain fog, rashes, joint pain, hormonal imbalance, insomnia, constipation, right? Those are even weight. Weight to me is a branch. That's just a symptom of some un- other underlying cause. And so that's where we always want to look is what are the roots? Back it up, back it up, back it up. What are the roots there? And not get lost in the weeds of all of the symptoms. And so, you know, in the chronic illness community, and I was one of them, when you start talking about what's going on, it's just like stress vomiting all of like this pain, so much pain. I, you know, this hurts and this hurts. And when I do this, and then I wasn't able to do that. And I'm really sad and I'm stressed and, you know, and my kids and my this and my work and blah. And it's just, you know, it's, it's pain. It's just so much pain. And so I want to hear that and all, and acknowledge that 
And I have a lot of empathy for that. And also, it's not about that, right? It's like, share it with me because you have to get it out and know that I do understand because I was there for over 10 years. And also, now I'm as old as I've ever been. And I don't have any of those issues that I had then. And I can do everything that I, they told me I couldn't do. And part of what I did before I realized what I was doing, I kind of felt my, that's how I think it took me 10 years to heal because I was making it up as I went along. And now you can do it a lot faster. We have a lot of tools and systems to apply, but looking at those things, what is your gut health status? How is it? What is your environment like? And it's not just environmental toxins, but it's also what is your emotional environment, your home situation, your relationship, like that all feeds into it as well. And then inflammation, what are all of the things that could be causing inflammation in your body? Because it's not just food. And yes, so as a nutritionist, yes, I'm working a lot with food, but it's not just food. Because if you have a gut that, you know, if you can't absorb the nutrients from your food, if you can't break it down, if you can't eliminate waste products, the healthiest diet, you're still going to feel either malnourished or fatigued or have all of these other symptoms. And so we have to make sure that that's working properly and all of the other areas as well. Yeah, it's interesting with gut and inflammation because they're almost like both a cause and a symptom in a way. Like, inflammation, obviously there's things that we can do that can cause inflammation in the body, but then also having a lot of inflammation in the body causes other symptoms as well. And you can get inflammation from a poor gut as well, as like you said, like not absorbing things or poor microbes or dysbiosis, et cetera. So it's interesting how interconnected it is. And I really think like that's where medicine and health is going in general is like this holistic way because even as you're describing these like yeah like there might be three roots that you focus on but those three roots are still connected to each other like it, it, it's a very much such a interconnected thing that we need to look at and also needs to be very personalized but and anybody who tries to and I guess this is why I'm into biohacking but anybody who tries to just like kind of heal with one modality it's like no let's heal holistically and let's look at lifestyle and environment and get your gut tested and get your hormones tested and really like let's do a deep dive on you and your health inside and out so that we can understand what's going on but you know what like it's a lot of work <laughs> like even as i'm saying this out loud i'm like oh my gosh it is so much time and effort and i don't know i just feel like maybe not a lot of people want to do it i don't know like what do you think the what do you think the biggest roadblock is for people to like really start doing this type of like heavy lifting healing protocol? I think it's not trusting the process, thinking that it's been a really long time. I've been dealing with this. I don't know. This feels kind of slow. And, you know, my guarantee, not that I can legally make guarantees, but I sort of do is my guarantee is something is going to shift in your health within the next two weeks or sooner. You know, I want it to be the first week, but sometimes it's two weeks. And oftentimes that's energy is the first thing or getting them to poop. That's another huge thing. And so then they see like, okay, I see what's happening. Like something is, is shifting. And so at least they're like, 
they're hopeful. But I think, you know, when you've been sick for a long time, you just, you can't see anything else. And the analogy I, I like to use is, you know, when you have a fever and you feel your head and it feels like an anvil, it is so heavy. And you're like, oh, I, you know, like eating just feels like a chore or like getting up to take a shower. And you're like, no, I, just, I can't do it. And then when your fever goes away, you don't feel your head. Like if you, can you feel your head on your body right now? Like no. Hands, but like just <laughs> internally, like yeah. you know it's there, but like you don't, you're not aware of it unless you touch it with your hand. Like you don't feel your head. And that's sort of the point. It's like you, you can't imagine what it feels like to just feel normal, like to not have pain. And one of the first things that happened to me was I was sitting in my apartment and the door, there was a knock on the door and I got up to answer it. And I was like, hold up. I just got up without being like, you know, oh, getting up. I got up and walked across the room and answered the door without pain. I forgot what that was like until I did some normal, just basic everyday move and realized, wow. And so I think it's trusting this, the process and also the tracking of like where you were and where you are, because we miss those little things. We think like, oh, it's no big deal. I walked and opened the door. Like, I don't need to work with somebody on that, like to get up and open like that. So, but it really is to get the little things back in your life. It saves you time. It saves you energy. It lifts your mood. It just makes your overall interactions with people better. And, you know, part of the three roots that I didn't actually say is, you know, along with the, with the gut health and inflammation, it's your genetics. And so I think some people will think, I guess I did kind of mention it earlier, that if I have this in my genetics, that it's going to be my fate. And so I think that sometimes will hold people back as well. Is just this assumption that this is a foregone conclusion that this is going to happen. And so I guess it comes back to trusting the process and being open to change instead of, you know, nowadays how there's, every, you know, social media provides all of this information for us and we try these things and we know. I mean, I started my journey before social media, but I was still doing all of the things that the magazine said and the news report said. So it was the same concept. It just was a different, different media. But I was doing, you know, the diet and lifestyle that I had my family doing that ultimately contributed to the downfall of my father, I dare say. And I, I believe that because we went fat free because that was the thing then, fat free, fat free. And so being open to, I don't know everything. And I've been doing this because that's what X, Y, and Z said to do. And it works for those people, but it's not working for me being open to and humble enough to like, okay, so it didn't work for me. Here's why. And that's part of the work we do is figure out what is, what does your body need? What, where is it deficient? So we can get it sufficient and, and op functioning optimally is the ultimate goal. Yeah. I, I love what you said. And, you know, I, I agree with all of it. We're very much aligned on, on this. And I could hear just in the way you talk about things, how, how much struggle that you've been through in order to get to where you are today and how it makes you such a great practitioner today. And I, I really do think the best people in the biz are the people who have <laughs> struggled the most 
because they get it, right? Like they they really, really get what it's like. Even that little thing of like someone's at your door, you have to get up and get the door. Like how many people can actually relate to what that's like? And so I think that's just really remarkable that you've been through that. And now you help people with that. My question I like to ask people as like my closing question now is, where do you think medicine and health is going in the next five years? Do you think it's more personalized? You know, probably, but what's your take on all of that? Definitely functional medicine is the future of medicine for sure. It's, I don't believe that there's one size fits all. I tried that. I think everybody who I work with has tried that and it doesn't make any sense. We have to take a bio individual approach. And I mean, you're kind of seeing that now with the, with the, at least here in the States, you're seeing a lot of the concierge practices popping up, which I think it's brilliant. It makes sense that you have a team and that's who I usually am as part of somebody's healthcare team. And I'm not the person you come to for an acute issue, but it's the chronic illness. It's the, why do I feel like this all of the time? Because they, conventional medicine doesn't know what to do with that. Take Advil. You're fine. I mean, that's what I was told. You're young, you're athletic, you're fine. You know, that I just hurt myself and it'll be fine in time. Well, it wasn't fine in time. And then, you know, the feelings of not being heard, that really helps to keep you sick. When, you know, people are not understanding and they're not believing you. Oh, your labs are fine. And so again, when I look at labs, I want it to be in the sweet spot where it's optimal, not in the range, this really wide range for whatever the population of their clinic is, you know? And either way, I'm telling you I'm not fine. So don't tell me my labs are fine, but I'm telling you I feel terrible and I shouldn't and I deserve to not feel terrible. What can I do? And so the good news is there's so many things and there's so many, there's not one way for anything. I mean, you can have, that's the thing about functional medicine and functional nutrition. You can have 10 people with the same diagnosis, but the route to resolution can be different for each person because they have different genetics, because they have a different lifestyle, because they have different likes and dislikes. They have different life experiences and health histories, but they have the same diagnosis. So they may have some of the same symptoms but we may do very different things to help them to feel better. Yeah, I I totally, oh, I just totally agree with all of that. And I'm glad that that's the direction that we're going in. I think, I definitely think there's a lot of pushback. I don't think it's going to be easy. I think there's a, I don't want to get into it today, but like there's, <laughs> there's a ton of like big pharma garbage going on and like propaganda. And, you know, I don't think it's going to be this like beautiful, like personalized healthcare system right. uh, in five years. Oh, like, yeah, no. <laughs> I don't think that's the situation. I just think more and more people are open to it and choosing that. And there's more people becoming certified and more products and programs, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, it's becoming more accessible. So if on that note, if people want to work with you and connect with you, how can they do that? Yeah. So an easy way is you can connect with me on Instagram. I'm at health alley, A-L-L-I-E. And then also you can, they can go to alisonsamon.com slash roadmap. And I have a roadmap. I have a gift for your listeners. And it's the roadmap to chronic illness recovery. And so it's 
rather than taking 10 years or another 10 years, you can start now and doing a lot faster to recover from your illnesses. That's so great. I will put that in the show notes, the link to your website, the freebie, the gift, and your Instagram so people can connect with you super easily and really just start working with you if they're if they're dealing with a lot of the things that we talked about today. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This was great. And I, I just loved learning from you. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. The work that you do is just so important for people and just speaks to what we were talking about. There's so many modalities out there and you have to find what works for you. Exactly. Thanks for listening to another episode of Biohacking with Brittany. If you're interested in finding the show notes or the sponsors for this episode, you can do so on my website, which is biohackingbrittany.com. Remember to follow me on Instagram where I'm most active. My handle is at biohackingbrittany. And if you're interested in working together and you want to email me directly, you can do that. My email is info at biohackingbrittany.com. And I look forward to hearing from you and having you tune in next week.